Okay, about three months ago, we do this episode, and we, we trash the episode. It was not a good one. At some point during that episode, I said something along the lines of, oh, we, we figured it out. I was all confident and felt great that all of our cool, fancy scheduling tricks and whatever were going really well. And so I was like, oh, yeah, we, we figured it out. Like, this is how you're supposed to, to live. This is it. Like, we're done. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't release that because that was really stupid. And uh, about two months ago, I get COVID and I'm basically, you know, couch ridden for two weeks where I just watch TV and do nothing. And since then, for the last two months, I've... I feel like I have gone in the complete opposite direction of feeling very confident and successful to the the total polar opposite of that. And I I keep trying to get back on track and I keep trying to get back to where I was about three months ago when I was super confident, but I have fit. And I think you're in a similar place, at least with some things. And I guess we just want to talk about how to get back on track and how to be good again. <laughs> so I think the moral of the story is don't ever say stupid things like, oh, I've got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah. I, I will not say that again. So I'm, yeah, I'm not in as bad of a spot as you, uh, but I did kind of have some stuff going on the past few months that really rattled me a little bit i guess and it just hasn't been as stable as i i was previously and then you just legitimately got covid and that seemed like it wrecked you pretty good there, so okay there's been, there's been plenty of other things that have come along like had some extremely stressful work stuff happening and other things that have kind of just kept me right kept me down and then was it last week or the week before was the whole Hurricane Ian. So it, there's just been this long yeah. list of things that have just kept me in this place that I can't seem to get out of. But Okay. So a, a mixed bag of reasons and excuses and whatever. But whatever. Mm -hmm. That's just, that is what it is. Let's figure out how to, how to get out of the hole. So what is it that you think is... The naive thinking here which is how i would have thought long ago is uh i suck i gotta use more willpower but i failed again today maybe tomorrow me will do better right it's just a purely willpower equation of ah some stuff happened and i just can't can't right. get back on the wagon what do you think where do you start what what feels like is going wrong why okay, can't well, you that just might be... fired up again <laughs> That might be the stupid, naive way of thinking, but that's kind of been exactly where I've, where I've been stuck. Every day for the last few months, I wake and I've had some, I've had some good days. I've had some great days, but generally I, I keep just falling back to the same feeling of, I just don't want to do anything. I just, you know, it's like low key depression. I just, mm -hmm. I just, I'm not feeling it. And I, I've noticed that. It's almost like all my decisions on if I'm going to be, you know, productive or disciplined today, it, it all depends on how I'm feeling that day, you know? So if I, if I feel like doing it, then I'll, you know, I'll have a good day, but then the next day I'll wake up and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. So I don't. And it, it just seems to be on a day-to-day -day basis, which is totally different than what I had before. Um... So it's as if you have no momentum. Yes, absolutely zero momentum. I remember we had talked about, we, we did an episode that was kind of like this before, where you, you had your wedding and things got kind of screwed up for you and you were all out of whack. Yeah. We did an episode, I think it was called How to Unfunk Yourself. And I remember talking about how you know, when you're doing really well and building up that momentum or whatever, you kind of start to build this web of things where everything's kind of connected. Like you, you go to bed early so you can, you know, wake up on time. And then 
you're exercising and that makes you want to eat right and be healthy. And then, you know, that makes you, I don't know, right. go to sleep better or whatever. So you have all of these things that are connected and you have this huge structure of habits and, I don't know, things you do just kind of naturally and it just keeps you going. But when some kind of big event happens, you get really sick. It doesn't even have to be a big event. Sometimes you just, you just lose it. You... It's like you, you have to build that whole thing over again and you don't know where to start. Or you'll you'll put up one string of web, you know, you're like, oh, I should go to bed early today, you know, because that's good. I remember doing that when I was doing great. So you go to bed early, but then you end up sleeping in the next day and you're like, ah, well, that didn't work. That sucks. And then you're like, oh, I'm supposed to eat healthy. So you eat one healthy meal and then the next one comes along and you just don't do anything because you need everything to work together and yeah so that's that's what i've been doing is all you know do these half-ass attempts of doing you know one tiny piece of the puzzle and then that doesn't work and then i try another one whatever it's funny because we we talked about that that was us and then right. here we are you know you know all of these things and yet we're having trouble getting it going. So maybe we need to revisit that a little bit and try and refine some methods here. Yeah. So agreed. Here's the first idea I want to put out there. This is something that I've been thinking a lot and paying a lot of attention to, or I've been thinking a lot about this and paying a lot of attention to it is I've, I've said before, I've mentioned this a few times that I, I really like having a fitness watch because it gives me metrics into my body that are objective and i you, it's very hard to get those you know you can weigh yourself and find out how much you weigh and that's pretty much it you can take your blood pressure i guess but it's really hard to know what your body is doing other than just how you feel but with this because it monitors my heart rate 24 7 uh, you can actually get a lot of pretty interesting information out of your heart rate you can look at the baseline heart rate. So if I wake up and my heart is roughly 50 beats per minute, that's pretty low for me, which is great. That implies that I'm very relaxed. If I wake up and it's 70, that is not very low. That implies that I am not relaxed. And my uh, sympathetic nervous system, like the fight or flight is very active. There's heart rate variability, which is how rigid your heartbeats are, like whether there's a lot of space in between them or whether they're very rhythmic. And it's a bit counterintuitive, but if your heartbeat is very rigid, where it's your, your the variation between beats is low, then that also implies that you're you're stressed and you've got a lot, like your your sympathetic nervous system is very active. Whereas if it's very fluid and some beats are far apart and some are close, that means you're much more relaxed. Anyway, there's all these metrics that you can look at and you can look at them day to day and you can see them graphed and you can look at how that corresponds to what you do or how you're feeling, how well you slept, whether you drank alcohol or whether you went for a run and so on. And by looking at all that stuff and really paying attention to it, because it it's pretty fascinating to me. And I, I bought this watch pretty recently. This is a, a forerunner. Um, that has some newer sensors and it, it gives you better insights into heart rate variability, but it's pretty new. So there's not even that much out there that gives you good heart rate variability numbers and everything. But looking at that stuff, you start to realize that your body really genuinely is affected by the things you do. And it is the kind of thing that changes over time in the sense that the, the fatigue can accumulate day to day to where my resting heart rate might get higher and higher and higher every morning where I'm becoming more and more stressed out as time goes on and my heart rate variability gets lower and lower and I'm just recovering very poorly from day to day. And it's just sometimes fairly small things can really affect it. Like just if I have a have some alcohol before bed, my heart rate variability goes way down and my sleep will be poor. And you can see that in the next morning. Like I just, my heart rate is 10 beats per minute higher than it would have been otherwise, just from having some alcohol. If I exercise too hard, you can see that show up. Um, and then God forbid you get sick. If you get sick, I mean, those numbers just go off the chart. Terrible. Your stress levels are 
extremely high and they stay high all throughout the night when they should be very very low so the point with all that is that it's it's interesting to see and it kind of gives you this respect for your body and your nervous system in the sense that stuff really genuinely matters and the idea that you can just sort of push through and buckle down actually doesn't really work you know i started doing uh, a lot more fitness stuff a couple months ago i really wanted to do running but i wanted to keep powerlifting, and so i was basically just doing two a days and just thinking this is hard but i just got to do it because i i want to be super tough i want to you know accomplish all these goals and looking at all those numbers the heart rate heart rate variability and whatnot those just kept go getting worse and worse throughout weeks to where i'm just i'm like killing myself and i finally took some time off four or five days off and just everything comes back down over the course of days and i wake up and i start feeling much better and I've, i can feel myself sleeping better and then when i finally get back to it i'm in i, I ran you know, the fastest two mile that I had ever run, just without even really putting forth that much effort. So that's my first idea here, is that sometimes you feel run down because you are genuinely run down and you genuinely have to recover and pushing yourself to do stuff sometimes can make things worse. Now that's... That's only part of it because some of the things we're talking about are just habits, just you doing regular healthy things. But especially with getting COVID, and it sounds like you were pretty sick, that that is going to mess you up pretty good for quite a while. And the only reasonable thing to do is to actually just dial things way back and recover from that. And I, I think it can be a big mistake trying to jump back on the wagon too early because you're yeah. just going to make yourself worse. Well, I think that was true. Definitely. Probably after a month or a month and a half. But at this point, I don't think it's the COVID that's, you know, I don't think it's still messing with me. I guess it, it could be because I've been, you know, apparently some people, it, it keeps like the fatigue doesn't go away for a long time. Right. But I don't think that's what it is for me now. At least I hope it isn't. <laughs> well, if if nothing else, at least kind of lay that piece of time to rest and say, all right, I was sick for, you know, two weeks at minimum. It probably really was more than that in terms of you needing to recover. So there's it's inappropriate to feel guilty about that piece of time because the only yeah. reasonable thing to do then is to recover. So let's just kind of put that piece away. It's all right. That's not... That's not part of the guilt equation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not feeling all, all that guilty about relaxing when I was really, really sick. Yeah. But at this point, I've, you know, started to build habits that are all wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've screwed up all sense of sleep and, and diet and no exercise. And it's just, you know, I've, it's right. now on me. Where it's just me screwing it all up, and I'm I'm ready Fair to enough. not do that anymore, but I've I've been feeling ready to not do that anymore, but I just haven't. You know how when okay, that's just a metaphor, so forget about your heart stuff. <laughs> but you know, there there are days where you will wake up and you'll be just exhausted, like the whole day, right? And you can try to psych yourself out of it. You can slap yourself in the face, whatever. Just just wake up. Or, you know, I'm just going to try really hard to be awake. But it just doesn't work. But then, say, you, you get pushed into a large bucket of ice water. That wakes you up. Mm -hmm. That works, at least for a good amount of time. Um, I think that I've just, like, for the last few weeks or months i've been kind of slapping myself in the face and just trying to wake myself up but it's not working and in some cases i think it's good to try a little bit at a time to try to get you back into the swing of things and get you you know get that little bit of momentum going but i think in this case for me i need the the giant bucket of freezing cold ice water to wake me up i need that external yeah. push to get me into everything again so okay 
I'm ready for something like that. Okay, well, what does that look like? Okay, well, we talked about it a little bit. We want to jumpstart or restart all of our challenges with some twists. So, if you don't know, we did a bunch of these little challenges. Uh, let's go through them real quick. One of them was to wake up at the same time every day for a month. The other one was to uh, do pull-ups every day. The other one was to um, leave your phone plugged in. Or you, you can't use your phone if your phone is unplugged. Yeah. And another one was to give something up for a month. And the other one was... Two-minute challenge? Yeah, 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 the two-minute challenge, where you, you do something for two minutes every single day. And I think that restarting all five of these and, you know, stating that I'm going to do this is sort of like the the giant bucket of ice water for me because this, you know, I just, I want to jump right back into everything and and just wake me up and, and try to get it all back. I don't know if it'll work, but I, I think it okay. will. I have all right, so you because it, it, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable and a little bit nervous to just jump right back into everything. Yeah. But it also kind of wakes me up and makes me excited to, to get back. And I think feels like a good thing. Well, here's what's funny. So I, I'm super down in a weird way. So I've been using my phone too much. And I, I hate to say that because we talk so much about it and we just really built identity around this idea of the phone is bad for you and i've gone through these cycles before but goddamn, it's just i mean it's we're clearly hypocrites <laughs> like right right we've made that clear yeah okay i just it's embarrassing to even have to say like yeah i've been wasting my time on my phone but i have and it sucks actually now that i think about it here's what happened so I bought a new bed cooler and for literally everyone who doesn't know what that means, it is this big thing, sort of like an air conditioner that sits on the floor and it has a little refrigeration unit in it and it pumps cold water underneath the mattress, like through this big radiator sheet thing and it cools your body down. And I had one, but it wasn't powerful enough. So I bought this even more powerful one. It was very expensive. And this sounds insane, but I, for some reason, just my body does not have the ability to cool itself at night. I mean, I'll just lay there and I'll be radiating heat and sweating. So I, I bought this newer version and it's amazing. It'll kill you if you want it to. I mean, it, you can crank it down to 50 degrees and it'll just freeze you solid. It's awesome. But it's because it's newer and fancier, it doesn't have a little battery-powered remote like the last one. It only has a, a phone app. And so you have to operate it with the phone um. app. And it, it has timers, but I couldn't quite get them right where some nights it would not be cold enough and other nights it would be just too cold based on, I guess, ambient air temperature or something. So I, I wound up just putting my phone near the bed thinking, well, I, I got to have access to this app because it's the only way I can do it so that I can adjust this bed thingy. And that led me to sleeping with the phone, which... I was in a really good state before that thinking you know, I re I'm not using the phone much. It's not a big deal. You know, I, so I have it there. So what? I'll just put it somewhere else after I wake up and only use it if I need to. But sure enough, given enough time, it just becomes this thing where it's like, eh, I can't really sleep. Let me do some stupid stuff. And then I wake up and mm -hmm. I don't really want to get out of bed yet. Let me grab the phone. That's what killed me. And I actually think that that is what led pretty directly to me my habits crumbling a bit over the past few weeks i actually think that's mm -hmm. what happened yeah it, it's these stupid innocent things that just yeah. pull you right back in you know yeah i mean i have to use my phone at work or for work so it's always you know fair game <laughs> right you know i i right. have to use my phone so i can't totally say no but yes i I've also been using my phone a lot and watching TV and, and watching tons of YouTube and right all kinds of things. 
so that was a bit of a tangent. I just had this realization of what went wrong for me. But here's what's funny about all the habits you listed off. Um, none of those are hard things. You could argue maybe <laughs> doing pull-ups every morning is hard, but even that, it's just one set, so it's not that hard. But all of that is actually pretty trivial stuff. You know, doing something for two minutes, that's easy. By That's the point of it, is that it's super short and easy. Waking up at the same time is what your body wants to do anyway. That's your natural state. Uh, all of that stuff, like none of it is a hardship. Yeah. But at the same time, that's what you're viewing as the bucket of ice water. Yeah, and I I actually really think it'll work. Because <laughs> it, I don't, yeah. it just holds so many other things in place. Like when you wake up at the right. same time every day, you, your schedule stays the same. That's what keeps throwing me off. I mean, I'll wake up early one day, and then I'll sleep in the next day. And then I just, I never feel good. Yeah. To me, it feels like th there's this feeling that I have where I call it control. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Where sometimes it just feels like I'm in control and I can, you know, I eat what I think I ought to eat and I, I do my exercise stuff and I wake up when I think I ought to wake up and I do, pretty much I do all the things that I want myself to do. And it's not that hard and I feel pretty good. And if somebody said, hey, you ought to, wake up 15 minutes earlier i go okay yeah i'll make that change or hey th this is better for you if you ate this instead of that it's like all right i'll eat that instead like i just feel like i can do kind of whatever i need to do it's not a big deal other times i feel like i have zero control and the test for that is i take a couple supplements i take vitamin d i take fish oil that's pretty much it actually Vitamin C sometimes. Vitamin, let's just say vitamin D and fish oil. Two really basic things you buy at the grocery store. And for whatever reason, I just feel like those are good things to take. And the difficulty of taking those is like zero. All you have to do is walk in the kitchen and just, you know, take it with a glass of water. I'm in the kitchen 15 times a day. I'm already right there. But at when I'm really just feeling rough, I don't do that. I'll go for two weeks and just not even do that simple thing. Even though I know that I, I should mm -hmm. and I want to, I just don't. Like, I just can't even make myself do this stupidly simple habit. And it's hard for me to really understand what's going on there, where I'm in a state where I can just do pretty much anything I want or I can do almost nothing that I want. I think, for me, it... I've seen this before in me. It, it It's like I have this vendetta against my better self. You yeah. know, the good side of me. When I flip into this, I just, I go full like self-destruct mode. And I mm -hmm. just, I just want to destroy all, all progress I've ever made before. I mean, really. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I won't lift a single weight because it's just. You know, I, I want to lose all muscle mass that I gained over the last, you know, year or two or whatever. It's like, no, I want to destroy all progress I've made anywhere. I don't know where that comes from, why I think that way, but it's the same thing. I won't do a single healthy thing, you know. I know I should eat this piece of broccoli, but, you know, it'd be so easy and it even looks good. But no, I'm just going to grab it and throw it away and, and eat something else or, or not eat at all. I mean, it's like... It's not healthy at all. And I don't know where yeah. this mindset comes from, but it's, it's like the complete opposite. It's a self-destruct mode. I don't know why I do it. Um, and, and it's been around since as long as I can remember. But every me. once sure. in a while, every once in a while, I slip into this and it, you know, I would not take the vitamin D or fish oil or whatever, even yeah. if, even if I wanted to. I just not do it because I want to, you know, torture myself or something. It's not that extreme, but it, but it really is like this vendetta. It's it's like doom scrolling. It, I, I love that right. example because you don't want to keep doing it. You want to stop. You don't even enjoy it anymore. You want it to be over, but you keep doing it anyway. It's like you're 
I don't know what it is, but yeah. Yeah, it's this almost self-hatred type of thing. Yeah, I don't know why. But yes, it, that's, that's a great example. The not taking the extremely easy pills to take or the supplements. It's just, that's exactly what it's like. I haven't been like that every day for the last few months, but you right. know, I've been bordering that. That's and no, and I, I get that too. I will get there. I mean, the, the taking the vitamin D supplement or whatever is an example. I, I'll get that way with going to bed, where if I'm feeling good and healthy, it's eleven fifteen every night. Go to bed. That's the time I go to bed. Easy. That's what I want to do. If I'm in that, I hate myself mode. It's it's two thirty. I don't care. I'm gonna right. be up as late as I want. It's right. it. It's like you said. It's it's almost like you're spiting yourself hating that healthy in control version of yourself i yeah i'm just a couple days ago i'm sitting you know watching some youtube videos and i it's like a sunday night so i gotta go to work on monday and it's like 12 30 i'm thinking okay i should go to bed i want to go to bed i'm really tired and then like four hours later i'm like fine i'll just go to bed <laughs> you know it's like your brain says well it's 12 30 time to go to bed and you're like Okay, I'll make it 4.30. You know, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, so, surely psychology has some answer to this. It, to me, yeah, I, I, I mean, wonder if it's almost this form of escapism where you just, yeah, you just don't even want to feel the weight of those things or, you know, you're, you're just defiant of any of that. I'm going to stay up super late tonight because I don't care and I don't even want to think about work at my job and all this responsibility stuff yeah i i know absolutely nothing about this but i remember hearing some i think it was freud or, or something there was this theory that you you have this you know drive to live or, or you know will to live but you also have this drive to die or it's like this opposite thing i don't know i should look that up i, I don't even know from what i understand freud was wrong about pretty much everything but, yeah yeah yeah. but it's just an interesting yeah but he yeah. got the conversation started which is actually really key so that's cool yeah maybe a less a little less hatred for freud um yeah okay <laughs> so how do, how do we get how do we not hate ourselves and and do bad things <laughs> yeah how do we not hate ourselves and not do bad things um so here's a couple thoughts that I've had. I kind of think that if you look at the course of a day, starting from the moment you wake up to when you finally pass out, the, the easiest moment to be in control is when you wake up. And it gets harder as the day goes on. So... When you wake up, mm -hmm. your mind, assuming you slept or like your mind should be at its most restful point, right? Like the calmest is that moment when you're awake. And the longer time goes on, assuming you're not doing great, you know, you're kind of in dumpster mode. Uh, the alertness level will go up that just happens naturally which means adrenaline and and cortisol and stuff and that usually is accompanied by a lot of agitation and frustration and whatnot so you you tend to build into this kind of angry irritated unhappy with stuff mode as time goes on and if you're really doing good and you're feeling healthy then that stays pretty in control then you kind of know when to step away and you calm yourself down you're hopefully operating at a pretty good level but if you're not that can get pretty rough before too long so i think the the moment to try and take control is is early you try and get some some things established the moment or what you when you get up when you're feeling calm rather than at 2 a.m when you're fried and angry and whatever Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what you ought to do, but I think that's the time to try to do it. Well, I've definitely noticed one of the things that I keep doing is sleeping in. 
because I'm staying up, of, of course. Right. But the problem is that I sleep in until I need to get up and go to work. And I wake up, I'm frustrated that I slept in, and then I go to work for the, the entire right. day. I don't do a single thing for myself, like my wonderful previous schedule allowed. And yeah, it sends me into that frustration immediately in the morning. So I want to solve that with the waking up at the same time but yeah i mean that does really feel like the cornerstone habit is waking up at the right time it's really tough if you're really out of whack to actually do that yeah. even getting up a few minutes before you're supposed to can be tough but yeah so there was there was one day you know i'm having this stretch of just days that suck and i hate everything and then there's one day where I, I had woken up a little bit more earlier or something, and I was just wasn't really working on anything specific, but I was thinking about something, and I, I knew that I needed to write it down. It was sort of like this, this plan that I had. So it would have taken me a little bit to write out, but it was a pretty good idea, so I wanted to make sure that I wrote it down. And I got to get ready for work, and I'm about to leave. And I'm still feeling like that, you know, really frustrated. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to work on stuff that I want to work on because you know, self-destructing or whatever. But yeah. right before I walk out the door, I'm like, fine, I'll just, I'll just write it down, whatever. So I, I write it down. I start writing it and I finish it. And I'm like, oh my God, that feels so good. That, that felt so good. It was like a, a clear glass of water that I hadn't had in so long. And it just, I, having to force myself to do something and then doing that thing that was hard was the most rewarding thing. I mean, obviously it was very simple and stupid, right. but it was just, I don't know. It hit me. I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Why don't I just do this all the time? Why don't I do the things that I want to do? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know what point I'm making. I'm just saying. No, that... no, there doesn't need to be a point. Cause that is, I relate to that very much. Here's one thing that I think can happen that can make this sort of worse. I th I think part of that is this, you know, escapism, uh, almost wanting to push away doing things that are difficult. You know, you're 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 tuned for that quick gratification. You know, there is a reason why using your phone too much and being on the internet and doom scrolling and whatnot like correlates so tightly with these episodes of just feeling crappy uh you're you're really dialing your brain into that short you know reward loop dopamine hits if you want to call right. it that or whatever right um and trying to get yourself to do something that doesn't have an immediate payoff that's you know a much lower energy state you know writing something out in a journal is a lot different than scrolling through reddit uh, but even though it ends up being more rewarding, it's just like a part of your brain that you aren't using and you're kind of hooked in that almost gambler mode. Um, so it's just, it's a hard shift. And it's, I think one thing that can make it worse, and I've felt this a lot, is, okay, I've been doing this running stuff, right? Every morning, six days a week, wake up, uh, do some stuff, do a little bit of work and then 10 o'clock that's when i run and what will happen is the, the the program that i'm doing some days are pretty tough some days are pretty easy um but what will happen is on the tough days I'll, I'll go for a run and i might be feeling really good maybe i slept really well i've had some pretty good recovery the past few days i've eaten well I don't know. The weather's nice. It's cool. I'm just feeling good. For whatever reason, things come together. And I'm like, man, I'm feeling good. And so I'll run really hard and I'll, I'll, you know, run faster than I have before, which is awesome. And I get done and I'm super tired and I had to push really hard, but it feels good. And I'm, I'm mm -hmm. happy that I did it. And it's rewarding. And just in general, I'm like, oh man, that was hard, but that was great. And then I, you know, a few days pass, maybe I'm not sleeping as well. I'm not recovering as well. Who knows what? Maybe it's just hotter outside. Maybe I'm not as well hydrated. But I I go out to do another hard run. And it's like I, I feel as if I have to do what I did before. You know, my goal is to get better. So if I were to run slower than I did last time, that's a failure. That 
that's bad. And mm -hmm. again, back to that, what I was saying before, my body's not necessarily in the same place. That's just a real thing that really happens. And if you pay attention, you can actually measure that. But there's this pressure to do what I did before. And so maybe I go out and I run and I try to hit that same time or run faster, but my effort level is actually way higher because I'm just not in as good a condition or maybe I haven't even fully recovered from the first time. And so I wind up running slower and then I feel terrible because I worked even harder in terms of effort, but the result was the opposite of what I wanted. I feel like I'm going the wrong direction and now I'm super frustrated and just unhappy with it, even though you know, I, I might've, done better in a sense and that I actually pushed myself harder than I did the first time. And so you fast forward a few more days and it's time to run hard again. And now I just really don't want to do it because last time sucked and I feel this pressure of, oh, I need to go run as hard as I did that first time. Not really realizing that the reason I did so well is because I felt really great and all these things lined up to just that led to me feeling really great. So I'm, I'm not even starting from the same point of just going out for a run and winding up feeling good. I've got all this pressure. I've sort of, I've kept escalating the bar for myself and now I just don't want to do it at all. And so maybe I skip that day and then I'm like really feeling bad. And the next day I don't want to do it at all. And, and now I have, and this is, I think really key. I have this feeling of now I'm not in control anymore. I'm not doing the program. I messed up. I'm off the mm -hmm. wagon or on the wagon or whichever way it works. I can't remember which one is the bad one being on the wagon or off the wagon. But... I think off the wagon is bad. Right? Yeah. Fell off the wagon. That would be right, bad. That's bad. Right. You didn't it... step off the wagon. You fell off. That's a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Must the wagon is, yeah. You want to be on the wagon. You want to stay on the wagon. I think Jerry Seinfeld did this whole bit about that where he gets it backwards He's like, I know enough not to get on the wagon because the wagon's where the alcohol is. And that just has confused me ever since I saw that as a kid. I can't remember which one is which. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like I've fallen off the wagon. And what's extra stupid about that is that all of that is entirely predictable and pretty much exactly what you would expect to happen given just the way you have to recover, the random chance of you feeling really good one day to the next and, and so on. Like all that stuff, if you just step back and you looked at it objectively, maybe somebody else was doing it and you were analyzing their runs, you would just say, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you did really well this day, not so well this day, but that's fairly expected. You know, if that were a trend that went on for a month, that wouldn't be good, but that's totally within normal variation. So there's really nothing weird about that. But I build up, I, I have this narrative in my head where... Mm -hmm. I'm doing bad. I'm upset. You know, I, I do a run and I'm really happy about it. And then I do a run and I'm really upset about it. And there's nothing other than just the own narrative in my brain that causes me to feel that way. And it can lead to me falling off the wagon later in the week. So what's your solution? I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. So no, I, I do... I've been learning this. It's funny because I've been lifting for a long time and I love lifting and I, I feel pretty comfortable with it and it's hard, but I've learned a lot of lessons through it. And I, I feel like I have a pretty good relationship with that form of physical fitness. Uh, and <laughs> for some reason, it, it just has taken me a lot of effort to just transfer some of that thinking towards running. Probably because running is pretty new to me and I'm doing a lot of inappropriate self-analysis with that of oh i'm a bad runner i'm not made for this or oh maybe i'm really good and you know i just there's way too much narrative in my head going on when i run when i should just be running and just progressing like yeah. you would expect somebody so i'm almost like hypersensitive about it mentally but after having a little bit of time off and being a little more thoughtful and trying to you know be smarter uh, some of the things I've, I've transferred over from the lifting philosophy is, one, I think anytime you go out, there's there's some range that you're going to operate within, and you have your, your max where you're going to go super try hard and give it absolute maximum effort, and then you kind of have your minimum 
we did this with the pull-up challenge, right? You know, we set mm -hmm. a minimum for how many pull-ups you want to do at a minimum. And that's the only number you really have to hit. You know, if, if you, if five pull-ups is your minimum number of pull-ups for any given day, then you, you jump on the bar, you do five. If you're feeling good, you do more. If not, you're done. And there's nothing that you need to feel guilty about there. That's your minimum. So try to transfer that idea into running has helped a lot. You know, thinking, okay, I'd love to run at this pace. That's my peak pace, but that's sort of rare that that happens. And hopefully that improves over time, but I got to respect the fact that that is by definition, it's a peak. It's not sustainable. So I got to know that. And then I kind of have my minimum pace of, all right, for this type of run for this long, for you know these intervals or whatever, I can run at this pace pretty comfortably. And that's my minimum. And so any given day I go out and I operate within that range rather than thinking I did this once. So I got to do it every time. And just that alone is pretty freeing. And I think that idea is pretty important for other stuff too. Like if you want to do painting, you know, of course you want to do amazing work and accomplish all this incredible stuff within the one hour that you dedicated to, to that art. Like you did that one time, but that's completely unrealistic, especially if you're off the wagon. So, well, running is pretty new to you, right? Yeah. You did not run before, so you just started doing this. So you're probably, your ego, is, or you're, I don't know, you're just, you're trying to figure out who you are as a runner, what it means to you, can you accomplish this, you know, right. where are your limits, whatever. So it's probably a much bigger deal to you right now than weightlifting is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been with that for a long time, so you know if you have a bad, you know, yeah. weight day, you know that's not a big deal because you've lived through it a million times. I know with... You know, now I'm starting all of these oil paintings, or I'm still working on these single oil paintings, but I've worked at my job for almost six years doing a totally different type of work. So I work in Photoshop at work. And at the beginning of that, when it was all new to me, I'd do these Photoshop paintings and they would just crush me. Like if one of them didn't turn out well, it was a complete failure. And it was like that for a good maybe two years, maybe three, it still happens occasionally. But I'm at the point now pretty much where I know that I will solve the painting by the end of the week. I, I know that I can figure it out pretty much every time. My failures aren't going to be that bad or whatever. I've just been through it so many times. I don't freak out about it like I used to. And it's just kind of, I understand I will come out the other side and it'll be fine. But with the, the oil paintings that I... Or the single oil painting that I'm working on now. It's like I haven't done it in so long. And I've done so few of these that I don't really know where I stand. I haven't been through this a bunch of times. It's new to me, just like running is for you. So I'm constantly trying to figure out, you know, where I stand with that. And it is much more, there's so much more contrast in my, my feeling towards it. Whereas with the work stuff, it's whatever. Like, I know it'll be fine. So I, I wonder if, if that will improve. Because you, you, I'm sure it will oh, improve I'm, as you go I'm forward. I'm sure that it will. Uh, and it helps me to just remind myself about that where, you know, I, we, I think we mentioned this last time, but I was talking about, I think, the, the Huberman podcast. And he was talking about how the mental effort around something can be really taxing. Just you thinking mm -hmm. about doing something difficult is draining you're you're even though it's just in your head it's still fatiguing you're still releasing those hormones and adrenaline and epinephrine and whatnot or adrenaline and cortisol and those things and that just taxes you i started thinking about that a lot since then just trying to observe that in myself and realizing that i'm spending so much effort not actually expending effort you know i have my today this happened I have this run and I, I'm pretty rested up and I'm, and it's a hard run and I'm thinking, okay, today I, I'm going to go really push hard and I'm supposed to run at 10, but I don't because I'm like, uh, okay, well, maybe I should something, something. And I can feel the adrenaline building up. You know, I start to pace around a lot and I just feel right. more agitated and excited in a way, but I'm just moving around a lot. And I didn't get out there until 11 when I was supposed to run at 10 and that's bad for two reasons. One, 
is just hotter and it's harder to run when it's hotter. But also that's one hour of me being anxious and excited and moving around and being jittery and stuff. And that's just fatiguing. So I'm, I'm tired after an hour of thinking about running when I actually get out there to do the run. So it's dumb. Mm-hmm. And I, one, I, I bet that there's just a lot of that around, you know, you, you right now trying to get back on the wagon to put some of these habits back. I bet part of what's draining is just thinking about that and feeling crappy mm-hmm. about that. And, you know, you wake up and you're angry and guilty and feeling all this stuff because ah, I woke up right before work and I have to go to work. And you're actually just putting forth a lot of effort on just feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I remember when we were doing the pull-up challenge, I would do that same thing. I'd be like, oh, I want to do my pull-ups. Or if I do my pull-ups, they, they need to be really good. And so I'm, I'm pacing around, you know, just trying to avoid it, but knowing that I have to yeah. do it. Yeah. And yeah, you do that exact same thing. So what I tried to start focusing on was getting that that time frame smaller and smaller to where as soon as I thought about doing it, I would just do it. That was my that was yeah. my goal is to to shrink that time. And I stopped worrying about about how many pull-ups I was doing and the focus was more about killing that that freak out time beforehand or the the resistance to do it. I just wanted to shrink that down to where it's just, oh, okay, I'll just do my pull-ups, you know, as soon as you think about it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> Try and bring the freak-out time down to as small as you can. And the other, yes. the other part of that, too, I think that's really key is for any of these habits... I really think that one of the most key things is that there is one point of decision that you make, not more than that. So with the pull-up thing, when we were doing that, the thing that really clicked for me is when I decided to do them when I got back from the dog walk. I I mentioned this before, I think. But Mm -hmm. I get back from the dog walk. He's all situated. I open the back door. And it's sort of that half staircase thing where yep. you walk up a little bit and you're in the house or you walk down a little bit and you're in the basement and that's where the pull-up bar is. And I decided that that's when I make the choice. I get back, open the door, and I am there's a literal fork in the road. of I go back inside or I go down and do the pull-ups. And that's when I decide whether I'm doing them or not. And that happens every single day. You know, I, I get that choice put in front of me. That was so much easier because if you don't do it that way if there isn't that single point of decision then it's just this decision that's like sitting here in your brain all day long like oh i haven't done my pull-ups today should i do them right now no let's do them in 10 minutes and then 10 minutes later should i do them now Mm, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit it's just this thing that weighs on your mind all the time and as a procrastinator that's pretty much the worst possible thing because you never actually have to make the choice you just decide between do i do it right now or do i do it later you're never choosing to not do it even though ultimately that's what it can result in so it's in terms of mental overhead it's just this constant thing i i think for all of those habits that is that is absolutely the opposite of what you want you want one singular point make the choice you either do it or don't and if you don't then you accept the consequences of not doing it and if you do then you do it and you keep that freak out time to this tiny sliver of a moment as much as possible and then you're not suffering from the procrastinating problem and that you know decision weighing on your brain and you're not sitting there freaking out about it burning up all your energy just thinking about doing something hard right And just while you're collecting your thoughts. Something just hit my door. I think my dog hit the door. Oh, sorry. It threw me up. Continue. Hope it's a dog. I think the the minimum threshold thing is really important too. Like those, those three things I think fit together a lot. But if you go down there or you, you jump on the pull-up bar thinking, I need to do five, even though maybe my best was 11, right? Five is my minimum. And that's all I got to do. And if you get done with five and you're like, I feel terrible. 
and you get off and you feel great about that. That's just, that was the deal. Mm -hmm. I did five. That's what, that's what I needed to do. Or if you get done with five and you're like, man, I feel amazing. This is easy. Then you do more and maybe you hit 12. Then that's fantastic. But that also unloads a lot of that just mental overhead of even thinking about doing it where you're not thinking about, I got to hit 12. Every time you jump in the pull-up bar, you're thinking I need to do five. That's the deal. And uh, there's no guilt associated with doing five. That's I already decided that is my minimum. I think those things add up to making that habit feel so much easier to handle. And I, I think that's what I'm trying to go for right now. You know, if I'm, if I'm waking up around the same time, yeah. then my mornings, I don't want to have this huge pressure of, I need to get, you know, two hours worth of work done before I go to work. Right. I just want, I just want to get started. You know, I want to show up yeah. and then whatever I do, you know, I'm going in the entry level and, and that's that. Yeah. One thought I had on, you know, this whole self-destructive thing is that if you, you know, if you're going around doing all of these things that hurt you, almost, you know, on purpose with this vengeance and, you know, you, even if you want to do it, you still choose not to do it just out of spite for yourself. I yeah. think one reason that that might be is that if you do, the single thing that's right or that you know you should do or the right thing or, or whatever as soon as you do that you have to view yourself you know through the lens of the person that's trying to do the right thing or the person that's you know back on track and once you do that you you see yeah. yourself as this you know total failure Whereas the, the vengeance evil one, as long as he stays there, he doesn't really ever have to think about the bigger picture. But if you do that one right thing, then y your ego has to like turn around. It has to flip and, and see this, you know, where you're really at. And then you have to climb the ladder all the way back up to where you were before. So, you know, we put that off for as long as we can because it's a painful thing. It's like a denial thing. Like you don't, yeah. You don't yeah, you want to don't think want. about where you're at because that just, that hurts. <laughs> I remember when I was a teenager or like late teens, um, kind of in college and just getting out of it, I had a lot of debt, like credit card debt. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know how much because I didn't want to look. And that just was so depressing. And so I just never checked, but there was just this like awful thing in my gut. And then yeah. it took a, a while, but I don't remember what happened, but something finally motivated me to go, okay, let's, let's figure this out. And it was like a good amount. And I had one credit card that was, was like interest rate of 30% or something horrifying, which personally, I think that's, pretty messed up that's like loan shark prices for a teenager which seems kind of messed I, up i don't know why you had that as a teenager but right i don't yeah that seems kind of wrong my credit limit was super high for a teenager it was like thirty thousand dollars or something it was insane but all i had to do not to talk like finances but <laughs> i just looked at that and go oh well i have another credit card that has a free transfer and zero percent interest for the next year or two so i just transferred it and it took you know, 20 minutes. And then suddenly I'm just not paying this 30% chunk of interest. Yeah. It was like hundreds of dollars a month. And all I had to do was just look at it and go, okay, make that switch. And I mean, eventually I like, I figured it out and got it paid down and everything, but I could have done that years before and been so <laughs> right. much better off. It's totally irrational, but it's that feeling of soon as I look, then I got to look at how much debt I have. And I got to face the fact that this sucks. I don't really know what to do about it. And that's soul crushing. So I'm just not going to look. I think it's something similar there where you just, you don't want to take your fish oil because as soon as you do, you got to think about all the other habits that you're not doing and right. how you're had all these goals for your life that aren't happening and you're going to feel sad. Didn't you put off your taxes this year and you got to do that like tomorrow? <laughs> I know not tomorrow by the weekend and I did pay them. I just, uh, 
filed for an extension. And I will do it. And I don't want to. And yeah, I have been a little bit in denial about that. Problem is that taxes are stupid taxes we don't have to talk about taxes well you brought it up all right no okay so that's a good example i am avoiding that so one thing someone okay someone asked in the discord like a long time ago around the same time that the same person commented for our last video it was part of this big discussion or whatever somebody said you know I'd be interested in hearing about, you know, how Daniel was able to to stay interested in art over so many years. Like when we were teaching ourselves, I taught myself art, you taught yourself software development. And it was a stretch of many years where I was, you know, sticking with art and I didn't lose, you know, lose focus or, or whatever. I just kind of stuck with it. And one thing I was just thinking about it today and I getting ready to do it again. Uh, like tonight one thing that i did then that i think worked really really well that i'm about to start doing again was i would print out it's very simple i would print out um the next three months like a calendar just the next three months and i would plan those months yeah and it looking back now i think it was like this perfect time frame because it's starting to reach into the far future but it's not too far you know anything you plan within three months you start to lose momentum on that. You know, it's not so if you choose to do, you know, one thing for three months, you start to lose the excitement for it. So at the end of those three months, you reevaluate and you replan. And it, it, it keeps this like sense of urgency because three months isn't that long. So if you're seeing something on the calendar, you, you begin to see how, how quick time goes. And I, I think doing that three month little segment way of planning back then was was kind of a, a big secret for, for me to to keep going so i'm gonna do that now and i'm, I'm kind of excited about it i know it's little no uh, I, actually i i love the three month thing that has actually been my my recommendation in a way of thinking about lifting which is i don't like to just start a lifting program to do for infinity right because that's just that's dumb. dumb. You can't do it for, you eventually get burned out or it just gets boring and I don't want to do it anymore. But when I get into those, get into that mindset of, okay, this is getting kind of stale. I don't really feel like I'm, you know, as engaged or maybe I'm not making the progress that I want. Start looking at something else and maybe I do some special variation of 531 or Bad Cow or I have GZCL. Like there's all these different programs you can look at or I build my own or something like that. And I think about it along the three month time span usually like in three distinct one month blocks of do one month usually there's right. a break at the end of that and then i have that programmed out and then it progress and do month two and month three i got three months is a great chunk of time the other thing that i think is great is that when you're kind of struggling i think it helps to just build up some excitement about something You've said this many mm-hmm. times. Just remind yourself why you wanted to do something in the first place. And if it's art or art related, then I, I don't know what you find inspiring, but go watch James Gurney paint for a while and talk about no. what cool thing he's doing. And Absolutely. That's, that's the other thing that I wrote down that I was going to say is that, you know, I've gone off on all these little rabbit trails of random YouTube stuff and TV shows and whatever. Yeah. Some of that's been very enjoyable. But, you know, it's mostly me putting off getting back to things. And so I feel like this this one thing that I've had this one skill that's kept me interested in art or, or music for, for years at a time. It used to be basketball when I was little or soccer or whatever. Is I just... I take time to just like when I start losing interest or I start losing momentum or whatever, I just, I do exactly that. I go back and I just start revisiting the things that I really love. And, you know, if you, if you really love those things the first time, you typically don't lose that, you know, I mean, you might, your interests change a little bit or whatever, but so just today I started going through some old books, looking at some, some of the art that, you know, originally gets me, pretty excited and i yeah. went to a uh, 
little art museum recently with some guys and that was just that was really exciting it makes me want to paint more and watching some james kearney videos or whatever like it, it just it all starts coming back i start building that you know that web of all these things that are connected i start to remember you know what i care about so much and, and what i want to do so i've i've just always kind of done that when i start losing interest i just start revisiting things and it all just kind of comes back to me Okay. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah, well, I, I feel like we we touched on a lot of different ideas there. So, yeah, let's wrap this up and maybe try to package that together into some, some concrete things to actually do. You said we're restarting some challenges for this month, like the, the rest of October, I guess. Yeah, you want to go through okay, them? So specifically, what are, yeah, what are, what are we doing exactly? Okay, we're going to do five challenges, okay? for the rest of October. And and these are the previous ones, but with a little bit of a twist because you thought of cool ways to do a twist. Okay, so number one, uh, you're going to... Number one, in the past, we did wake up at the same time every day. This time, we're going to be go to bed at the same time every day, which sounds yeah. less exciting and harder, but I'm ready to try that out. So my hope is well, that it will be a bit healthier because I know that some of us, not me, but you and other people were waking up at the same time, but going to bed at when the hell ever, and sometimes right. not getting very much sleep. So in, in an effort to make this a bit healthier, you go to bed at the same time, and then it's sort of implied that you would try to wake up at the same time, but that's not really part of the challenge, like specifically, you just get to bed at the same time. And then hopefully that kind of leads you to naturally waking up at the same time. But yeah. honestly, this feels like the single most important habit out of anything we've done. It may be tied along with don't use your phone, but it's just such a, a keystone habit that it, it's just, you got to do that. Right. So that's number one. Number okay. two, you're going to give something up. We did this before. This one's the same. No twist. You gave up buying things. Yeah. Which was kind of crazy. I gave up YouTube. Uh, it's just whatever seems to be I don't know, causing issues or, or seeming to get in the way of what you really want. See if you can go without it for the rest of the month. So I'm, I'm going to be giving up YouTube again. Uh, I am going to give up. It's hard to make this like a simple thing. I'm going to give up visiting websites during work hours that aren't directly related to the thing that I'm working on. So, you know, I can look up something on Stack Overflow or whatever, but I can't visit NPR, or CNN or Hacker News or any like news site or anything unrelated to the thing that I am supposed to be doing. I actually think that's going to be really hard. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Okay. Number three it's going to be in a fitness yes or no. So this is taking the place of the pull-up challenge where we, we used to do pull-ups every day and you would mark, you know, yes, you did them or no, you didn't do them. This one will be, did you do your fitness thing for the day? Yeah. And if you worked out great, you get to check. Yes. If you, if you had a rest day scheduled, then that still counts. That means yes, you yes. did it. If, if, you if you forgot planned, to rest, then you screwed up. <laughs> yes. So whatever you planned, whatever was the right thing to do for your fitness thing that day, you mark yes or no. Okay. And just three. as a little little asterisk there, the, uh, the kind of minimum thing, maximum thing, I think is really important. We're not, it's going to be a little harder to track with the pull-ups. It's very simple. You would literally write down minimum number of pull-ups if you're going for runs or you're doing weight training or some yoga or whatever, it's a little fuzzier, but I still think that's a super key idea to have this kind of minimum level of this is what I can do if it's kind of a phone it in day. And then I can go try hard mode if I need to just bake that into whatever you're thinking about. Anyway, okay. Yes. Number three. Okay. Number four is the two minute challenge. So we did this. It was, you do something for two minutes every day. And no twist on that. We're going to do that same thing again. 
two minutes. I'm on literally going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to play piano again, and I'm going to play the same freaking song because I haven't played it all and I forgot it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do drawing because I haven't been drawing at all since I started painting. So I'm gonna do drawing for my two minutes, okay. and then number five is our favorite. Is you have to leave your phone plugged in. Okay, a slight asterisk to that. You don't have to leave it plugged in. You have to leave it in one place. In other words, you you can't use it if it leaves that place, right? So and you're you're adjusting this because we don't want to ruin people's phone batteries. Because we the... said that, and people were like, "Oh, your phone's going to explode. You're an idiot." So. For all of those people, yeah, you don't have to leave it plugged in. You can just leave it in one spot next to the charger or whatever. But okay. the, the idea is that it stays in one place and you don't, you don't yeah. go sit on the couch with it. You don't walk around with it. You don't do anything with it. It stays in one place. And if, if you're driving, it's got to stay. Well, you shouldn't use it while you're driving. Um, right. Right. But, okay, so I go to work, I have to plug it in or leave it in one spot, and I cannot take it with me. I can't use it when, it's, when it leaves that spot. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah. Please do this. If you do none of the other ones, just do this. It's the makes a big difference. And just to those people, I don't know about iPhone, but for Android, you can usually set a charge limit. You can say only yeah. charge the battery to 70%. Not every phone OS, sometimes it has to be rooted, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it's a thing you can do. And that will make your phone battery last a million times longer. Yeah, I think it does that automatically. Okay. Also, our phones didn't explode when we did it for a moment. Yeah. What I mean, mine's, yeah. Okay. So that's number five. We're going to do, we're going to do all of them. Feel free to do them on your own time or, or whatever. But in our Discord, we have a cool little spreadsheet, which... Be cool if somebody updated. Uh, we have a cool spreadsheet that we can keep track of everything in the or Discord. Or mark it down you in your, that. yourself. That's yeah. totally legit too. Yeah, yeah. So go to bed at the same time every night. Do two minutes of a thing that you think is cool. Only two minutes, like literally two minutes. Give something up. Give something up. Workout or fitness thing. Yeah. Yes or no for the day. And then the phone. And if you're not into all five, highly recommend the phone and the sleep. And mm -hmm. if you're not even into that, the sleep. I think that would actually be the most important. That's okay. the, I think that's the keystone habit to everything. Okay, so doing all five of those challenges will be part of me and, and you two to try and get back on track. Is there anything else? I'm, I'm going to also do the three-month planning thing i'm just really excited about that yeah to, to help me kind of think bigger picture and look into the future a little bit more and i don't know just help me set deadlines and stuff and, and keep up with with things i mean it's yeah. kind of personal but for me yeah i i think it's for me it's going to be get yourself excited about that thing mm -hmm. convince self-destruct you that on the wagon you is actually awesome and exciting and it's going to do all these things like spend your time watching youtube or listening to podcast people that you think are really cool and inspiring and get you excited about doing something like get built some yeah. hype yeah i would say that's almost a uh, well not a separate thing but it's another thing is revisit the things that make you really care about the stuff that you actually really care about yeah, yeah try and get excited about stuff cool okay i think that's it See you next week.